Hello and welcome to Moments of Assurance Weekend here on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. A very blessed Palm Sunday weekend to you. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson with some thoughts and applications in the next quarter hour concerning Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Now, first off, a question for you. How do you regard Jesus Christ in your life today? Think about it. Is he a great miracle worker? Is he a great prophet and teacher? Or, indeed, is he the Son of God and the Savior of the world? your Savior, and mine. So what about that first Palm Sunday? How did the people who ushered Jesus into the city of Jerusalem, how did they regard him? Well, the people who believed in him had seen enough of his miracles. They had heard how John the Baptist had made this important and memorable statement, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Indeed. The people who followed him were now accepting him as the Messiah. And this was the fulfillment of the Zechariah prophecy, which states, Rejoice, O daughter of Zion! Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous, and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey." Well, this prophecy came centuries before Jesus came on the scene. That's exciting to me. The Word of God fulfills itself. It is very exciting. See, the triumphal entry is the obvious fulfillment of the prophecy. The Bible is God's book. It is true. And this is just one of many proofs that the Scriptures all testify about Jesus Christ. They're all about Him. So let's see what happened. The text from Matthew chapter 21 states, now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. Well, Jesus only needed a single mount to sit on. He had the colt come along as well, once again, to fulfill the Zechariah prophecy about himself. So the disciples went and did just as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Now, this is amazing, truly amazing, that the Son of God, the Savior of the whole world, would humble himself in such a manner as to ride into the city on a beast of burden. Perhaps this foreshadowed the huge humility of Jesus Christ assuming all your sins and dying in your place. I mean, how humble is that? This final entry of Jesus to Jerusalem, hey, it was quite an event. As the text states, most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road. There were others who cut palm branches from the trees and uh, spread them on the road. And there were two crowds. There was a crowd that went before him. There was a crowd that followed him. And they were both shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Well, the word Hosanna means save now. There were some in the crowd who simply wanted Jesus to just be another King David. They thought that he had come to conquer the Romans. And so they were very enthusiastic 
about him. Then there were others who perhaps regarded him as a great miracle worker and a wonderful teacher. However, the majority were enthusiastic simply because they recognized him as who he was and really is, the promised Messiah who had come to redeem the world from their sins. Now the scripture states, and when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Yes, this identified Jesus as the one. He's it. However, not everyone in Jerusalem that day was thrilled with his arrival. There were the chief priests and the Sadducees. They were afraid that since Jesus was so popular that he would, as an earthly king, take over their nation and their power. Ultimately, Jesus was accused of blasphemy. Of blasphemy when he admitted that he was the Son of God. And that led to his arrest. That led to his crucifixion. So Palm Sunday was his last hurrah before all the events that led to his death and resurrection. So how do you regard Jesus Christ today? If you were in the crowd that first Palm Sunday, no doubt you would have had access to some cut branches and you would have placed them on the road in front of him out of reverence and respect. Would you be doing so to acclaim him as a miracle worker, someone who can fix your life that has gone awry and askew, someone like a genie in a bottle who can perform great things and impress the populace with his power and strength. I mean, after all, <laughs> the widow's son at name had been raised from the dead. Lazarus also, uh, he, he had given sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf. What do you think? What can this Jesus, this Messiah, do for me? How can he make my life better here on this earth to make me more popular, richer, with abundant possessions and power, you name it? Is this how you today regard Jesus? I'll talk more about different ways of regarding Jesus, and that's going to be coming up in segment two of this weekend's Moments of Assurance. Weekend, keep it here. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, where tour professionals will assist you in selecting the package trip that fits your travel desires. Destinations such as the Amish country of central Illinois or Hannibal, Missouri for a journey to Mark Twain country, or a multi-day trip to Mackinac Island or the Grand Canyon. Mid-American Coaches, where serving you is their privilege, 636-432-7860. Welcome back to Moments of Assurance Weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson talking about the different ways that people regard Jesus today. Uh, his triumphal entry, he certainly rode in on a humble beast of burden. And uh, the greatest humility was bearing your sins and mine on Calvary's cross. But how do you look upon him today, this Jesus, this Messiah? Do you look upon him as a 
someone that can uh, do something for you, like uh, make you more popular, richer, with abundant possessions and power? Or will you indeed regard him as the Savior, as the world sins, who died in your place and bore every last transgression of the law that you've ever committed? Indeed, he bore every evil thought, every thoughtless word, and each sinful deed. Just like the crowds. That first Palm Sunday, they regarded Jesus differently. One crowd regarded him as a great prophet, another as a great teacher, as, and another as the Savior, the Messiah. How do you regard him today? Who indeed is Jesus Christ to you? Could it be that you and I are guilty at times of regarding Jesus as just a life fixer, somebody to heal the hurt, somebody to give us the confidence for life? Of course, he does those things, no question about it. But that's not the most crucial way to regard him. John Dyer has said, a person may go to heaven without riches, without honor, without learning, and without friends. But he can never go there without Jesus Christ. The scripture says there's no other name given among men by which we must be saved. No other name but Jesus. When Jesus uh, raised Lazarus from the dead, he told Martha in advance what he was about to do. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, I know that he will rise again on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? That's the crucial question you must ask yourself on this blessed Palm Sunday. Do you believe this? See, Jesus is more than a life fixer and a heart mender. He's God. He's Lord. In John chapter 1, it says, all things were created through him. Jesus also said, I and my Father are one. The Greek word for one is homoousion, one of the same substance. Jesus Christ is God. He's the only one through whom you get to heaven. There's no hope for you if you look any place else to be saved. There's no hope for you if you think you can somehow work your way to heaven. The scriptures are clear on that. They tell you there's not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin. And they also tell you, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely as a gift. The story is told about a drowning boy who was struggling in the water. On the shore stood his mother in an agony of fright and grief. By her side stood a strong man, seemingly indifferent to the boy's fate. Again and again, the suffering mother appealed to him to save her boy. But he didn't make a single move. And then by and by, the desperate struggling began to abate. He was losing strength. Presently, the boy rose to the surface, weak and helpless. At once, the strong man leaped into the stream and brought the boy safely into shore. Well, why didn't you save my boy sooner, cried the now grateful mother. Well, madam, I couldn't save your boy as long as he struggled. He would have dragged us both to a certain death. But when he grew weak, when he ceased to struggle, then it was easy to save him. Indeed, to struggle to save yourself today is simply to hinder Christ from saving you. Only when you cease from your own works, 
only when you depend helplessly on him do you and I realize how perfectly he is able to save you without any aid from you and me. So how do you regard Jesus? The people who placed their palm branches in front of him as he proceeded into Jerusalem were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. They were acclaiming him as the fulfillment of that Zechariah prophecy. Yes, Jesus is the Messiah. He didn't come as some thought to be an earthly Messiah. He once said, my kingdom is not of this world. Jesus came to save the world from their sins, yours and mine. Regard him as such. Jesus once said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? Remember the words of Jesus to Martha. After he said, I am the resurrection and the life, he turned to her and said, do you believe this? Believe it today. It's true. Jesus is more than a miracle worker and a great teacher. He's the Son of God and the Savior of the whole world. Appreciate you being along this weekend for Moments of Assurance Weekend and a blessed Palm Sunday to you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I invite you to join me for the regular Moments of Assurance Monday through Friday over the noontime hour central time on Worldwide KFUO. Keep it here. You've been listening to Moments of Assurance, produced by Worldwide KFUO. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, mid-americancoaches.net. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518. Or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Moments of Assurance on Worldwide KFUO.